Welcome to the Summit Student Podcast. This is Josh Stone with Matt Hi, hello. Hey, we're doing uh, things a little bit different this week. We're going to try something new with you guys. Because we have gone back to meeting in person on Wednesday nights, uh, we're doing our normal teaching on Wednesday nights, but we thought what could be a really cool uh, way to keep utilizing the podcast is to use this as a place where we can kind of give you a behind the scenes look, or I guess, listen (laughs) (laughs) at at how we are coming to uh, getting to the place of like what we're actually going to teach on Wednesday night. So we're going to try to release this uh, before each Wednesday night teaching. Um, so that it can give you a little bit of a preview of what we're going to talk about. It's not going to be, of course, the like super finished, polished product. Of course. But uh, we hope that it can give you a little more insight just to how we're thinking about this, how we're getting to that place of, of what we deliver on, on Wednesday night for teaching and, and then also like what we're talking about in small groups that night. And so hopefully like through this process, this might help you already think about the the topic at hand before coming to group on Wednesday nights and uh, also maybe just hopefully like start the conversation early and get us more comfortable talking about it when we when we meet together. So I asked Matt to be here with me today to help me talk through this first one. And what we're talking about today, it comes from a question that I got from a student um, talking about, hey, what are some things that we can address for teaching on Wednesday nights? And the idea came up about just asking the question, why, or, you know, did God make me this way on purpose? Like, am I the person who God created me to be? Or, or you know, I that was the basis of the, of the topic, of the question. And so we're looking at it through the lens of, hey, if we dive deeper into how God created us, uh, what do we find? Does that match up with this idea that, hey, God created me um, on purpose this way and that sort of thing? So um, in saying that, I'm curious to hear, uh, Matt, when you hear like the idea or the question, um, or have you ever heard this sentiment before? God made me this way. Um, like, did God make me this way on purpose? Have you ever heard that or, I've, or wondered I've heard that it. yourself? I have uh, thought of it myself. Um, it kind of, I mean, it can go either way. It can be used in like ways of like people saying, oh, God made me perfect. So like I, I can do whatever I want. Um, okay. I've seen it in that way. And then I've also seen it in like kind of a God, why are you? why why am i like this like why am i i don't know doing quote unquote wrong or whatever okay or like why am i suffering or stuff like that uh in the, yeah in the negative way yeah okay um that's good i mean i i've thought about that too before right like just why why do i do the things that i do yeah um, and if god's like the creator did he is he caught? Does he want me to do this? Is he causing me to do this? Like, what's the? Yeah, it's. I know. Uh, it's also kind of like goes into like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Uh, and that's a question I've I've asked myself many many times <laughs> in my life. Um, yeah, like do in terms of what? Like, I mean, really, like, it can be in anything. Like, 
I mean, this is the time of my life that I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. <laughs> and it's like, God, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, and it's like, okay, I have like ideas of stuff I want to do. But you like, mean like for work? For your yeah, for like for or? like career wise, okay. I guess. Because uh, I mean, still looking into like colleges and stuff. So it's like, I don't want to spend a lot of money on college but uh-huh. if i'm like if it's not a direction that like he wants me to go in and okay it's like, so it's like yeah okay that makes sense so part of it is trying to figure out like your purpose or what you're supposed to be doing like you said to some of it is like the question of like is there something wrong with me um or some of it's the idea or the thought like you know what like exactly how I am. God made me. And so I don't have to worry about that at all. Um, do you think that there's like a certain way that people in general approach that where they, do you think it's, do you feel like it's kind of all over the board when it comes to those different things? Like, or is there one thing that you feel like maybe stands out with your peers? Uh, I might be a little bit confused on the, the question. Um, so out of those like different, you said like some of it is like, God made me this way. So I feel perfect or God, why did you make me this way? Like I feel bad. Um, I think God, what did you make me to do? Like, I think the one I hear most commonly is like kind of the, why are you, why God, why are you letting these like bad things happen to me? Okay. Or like stuff like that. And I mean, it can go in, in with the, like, why am I like this? Why am I doing these bad things? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then it's like, but yeah. I think of that too. When we come into like our, uh, when we talked about mental health, yeah, uh, mental illnesses, it's like, okay, if God created me, did he create me with this? Like with this mental health, like thing or like mental illness thing. Um, Maybe even people like think that way when it comes to like, not just like what they do or what they uh, think or feel, but maybe they say that too with like how they look like, God, why did you make me, you know, (laughs) have acne or, (laughs) (laughs) or I don't know. Why am I bald? Why am I bald? Exactly. You're 30. I'm 31. 31. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. you. Younger (laughs) because the baby face and. The baldness. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I've heard that. With God, why'd you make me like this? Why'd you? Mm-hmm. Pretty much any area of yourself that you can think of. Yeah, someone's asked the question, "Why yeah. am I like that?" And I've, I've thought about it in terms of my, I don't know if like relatability is the right word, but like when it comes to like me making friends, like I feel like personally, I've never been great at that. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> and it feels like, like, God, like, why did you make me like, why is this not easy for me? Or why do I always feel like I mess it up? <laughs> why am I so, so socially awkward? Yeah. God, come on now. Um, yeah. So I guess there's lots of different reasons why we ask that question or we try to understand, right? Like, did God make me this way or. Hmm. So. When we're pulling like back the curtain, like last week we talked about um, who God is and we shouldn't just look at the half truths of God. Like we shouldn't just say like either God is like 
all justice and judgment or God is like all love and all grace, but he's really like both. Yeah. And that makes it difficult. Like it, it's more complex and we have to spend more time thinking about it and figuring it out. But like, I wonder if this is similar in that way where my phone just hit the ground. I don't know if that's okay or not. The table actually, let's say that again. I don't know if this is, (laughs) um, I don't know if this is similar where like, okay, so see if you can follow me on this. So God made me this way. God made me right. Like that's a starting point. Um, I think, I feel like usually we might say, so that means that everything that I am is a, is a result of God making me. Okay. Um, following. So we say that, or we say, um, I don't know, maybe like God didn't make me this way. Yeah. There's a, there's a question that you have to, I mean, I don't know if you have to really answer it, but like, it's how much of me is, is my own action. Is, is my own doing because God did make us with free will. And I mean, we know sin uh-huh. and that, that stuff and sin doesn't really come from God. Right. Right. So it's like, we have to ask like, okay, what, what parts of me, if you can even separate it, because I don't need, like, that's a whole other <laughs> discussion of like, can I separate the sin from myself? And it's like, hmm. that that's like a, I mean, I don't know if that's a conversation we want to get into, but that's a great question. Can I separate my sin from myself? Ooh, because I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Like, what's? I don't know, because I mean, oh my goodness, I keep messing with my mic. I'm so sorry, (laughs) but um, like we have. I mean, there's Jesus, you know, died on the cross. Kind of a big part of Christianity, um. And that, I think that was like, I mean, it was washing away the sin, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Cause it like, I mean, I think that's a good question. Like yeah. the basis of your question, can I separate my sin from myself? So there's like, there's a starting place where we see, um, Hey, there's God made us. So that's myself. Right. But then there's things about us that if God is good, that we would think like, Oh wow, God like wouldn't make me this way if it wasn't good either. So, so we have to kind of decide is the thing I'm doing or the thing I'm feeling or the way if it's like, you know, I have acne or, or I'm bald, right? Like, is that because God made me that way and being bald or having acne or a variety of other things like, um, you know, being, uh, being a person who's like drawn to addiction or being a person who is like a chronic liar or whatever that is, um, did God make me that? So if God made me, are those things about me, his intention? Did he do that? Is that good? Or is it something else? Right? So we kind of have to come to that. That's yeah. that's kind of where we have to like draw the line or distinction. But then what you said was a really good point is if we do draw that line, that distinction to say, okay, so God made me, God is good. Okay, I am bald 
or <laughs> I'm addicted to meth or whatever. Like, okay. does that mean that those things are good because it's part of me? Yeah, it's, I mean. And if they're not. Being bald isn't a sin, but let's clear that up right <laughs> yeah, now. It's yeah. okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but but if that if those things aren't what God intended, if it's not good, then what is it? Is it part of me still? Is it something that's separate of me? And that's, I think, kind of what maybe hurts a little bit. Like if I were to say, so if there were no sin, I would probably venture to say that my body would work exactly like how all bodies should, and I would still have hair. <laughs> sure, yes. Like it's not it's not something I've done. It's not like a sinful thing I've done, but yeah. I would say I would probably venture to say that baldness is something that <laughs> has I mean, come because of the fall. I mean, what? I, I don't know how how fact this is, but like, isn't it like in heaven we have like perfect bodies or whatever? Right. Or like, yes. I don't even know if we have bodies in heaven. We That's have, like, yes, we do. Okay, we but have yeah, resurrected so the, bodies. Yeah, yes. so they're like perfect. So it's like, okay. Is will Josh have hair in heaven? Yes, that that's a question we need answers to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like because then you have to like draw the distinction of like okay, well, then, like okay, is that is that actually like a sinful right. thing? Yeah. Is bald actually being a sin or like, actually because whatever. it's not what it was intended to be? Yeah, so it's like, and so does that mean that there's something inherently wrong with me? Right? Isn't that the question? The yeah, ultimate that, question? That's like, a, does that mean that I'm not acceptable? Or does that mean that I'm evil? Does that mean that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All bald people are evil. That's, we'll, we'll go by that now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about when uh, the teenage boys uh, made fun of Elisha and for being bald and he's any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sent a couple bears after them to <laughs> destroy them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the story. I read this article. Uh, it was actually a Facebook post by a guy who I admire and I probably listen to a lot and read a lot of his stuff. His name is Tim Keller. He used to be a pastor um, at Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. Tim Keller talking about... Um, some some critiques and and thought on the discussion around uh, sexuality and identity. He talks about the modern therapeutic self as an approach to identity. I have no clue what that means. The ther the modern therapeutic self says that um, my feelings, what I feel, um, and what I accept about myself define my reality and are the ultimate source of truth about my identity. So what I feel is, is the ultimate truth about me. Um, and nobody can tell you different. Um, but that in itself, like that, like understanding that like approach to identity is actually different than most of the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Keller, Keller says, uh, let's see, how did he say this? Um, he says, it, uh, 
the therapist, you know, in this instance says, don't tell, don't let anyone tell you who you are. You decide who you are. And he says at that moment, he or she is ironically imposing a very individualistic Western white way of understanding identity on the patient. Because in most other cultures, even if you look at America and um, non-white cultures, the <laughs> the way that you receive your identity is is oftentimes it's within the community that you're in. It's not something that you get to choose for yourself. Yeah. Um, and especially when you go to other cultures around the world that aren't Western, when you go to Eastern or Middle Eastern, like, no, like you don't, <laughs> in, in ways like you don't get to just redefine who you are, who you are is based in the culture of, of who you are, your community, your family, yeah. your, your society. Um, I just thought that that was an interesting, yeah, um, Anyways, I don't know how well that <laughs> that goes into this, but uh, he says, so Christian identity is received, not achieved, taking enormous pressure off of us to perform and merit our affirmation. Most of the criticisms of the biblical Seth ethic, sex ethic, assume the modern therapeutic self is a given is assumed as self-evident to to all when clearly it is not. So what he's saying basically is that we we think that our sexual identity should only be defined by us, but that is a very American way to look at it. I guess the the problem that I see when we try to when we're trying to figure out like who are we? Like did God make me this way? Um, I think maybe the ultimate problem relies or lies in who are we or what are we allowing to establish like the ultimate truth about who you are. Okay. So when we say like, you know, God, like did God make me like this on purpose? You're going to answer that question uh, okay, did God make me to like be an addict, right? <laughs> like a meth addict. Um, well, the way you're going to answer that question depends on like where you're going to find your truth. If you believe that meth is okay and that society, the, the culture that you live in saying says that meth is okay, it's like, yeah, like, you know, meth is good. Like God is good. So God made me to like be a meth addict because meth is good. <laughs> but if you go to the Bible and you see like, you know, how you're, how you should be sober and be in control, like be controlled yeah. by the Holy Spirit, then you should say like, wait a minute, like being sober is important. It seems like drugs aren't the best way to go. So maybe this isn't the ultimate good. Maybe there's, maybe God has a better say of what the ultimate good is, not the society, not the friends I'm hanging around who say that, you know, doing meth or smoking weed or getting drunk, like whatever that is, is the ultimate good. Um, I mean, the same can go for your appearance, 
right? Like, oh, well, God gave me this body. Shouldn't I like show it off? Like, <laughs> you know, shouldn't I dress in really provocative ways and make people like want me? Or shouldn't I like, you know, use my body in all the ways that like God made me to be able to use it? Well, it depends on what culture and what truth, like who you're getting your truth from, right? Yeah. Um, so it seems like, yeah, that, that truth piece is kind of the important thing behind it. I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean, I think something, I don't know if it's really being left out or just something I just kind of remember, not, well, <laughs> not thought of, but like, um, like, I mean, we know that like, God uses different situations to build our character or whatever, or can yes. use it to, uh, I think it's like, what, like if the, the saying is like, if you have like a soft heart, God can mold that. And if you have a hard heart, then God's going to uh, shadow you, put you in water and make you soft or okay. something like that. Okay. I don't know. I've heard that before. I, I don't know how true that is, but um, uh, there's that. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, maybe we, I mean, I don't have to say maybe being a meth addict is bad. Being a meth addict is bad. Sorry. Okay. But um <laughs> we can we can probably <laughs> We like, can we can safely say that definitively. Okay, yeah. But um it's like it it's not something that like God made a part of you like that's good. It can be like easy I don't know if he's using that experience to like shape you or like Yeah. But I I don't know. Okay. That's so, just like another angle. Yeah, that yeah, have yeah, to look yeah. At. So, so like the way that I see the Bible interact with this is that there's, there's kind of three things and you brought up, I think the third thing. So okay. the first thing is that, um, yes, God made you. <laughs> yes. And God in, in Genesis one, when he made humanity, as he's making each thing and, you know, as the, as the story goes each day, he makes something new and it says that it is good. And then when he makes humanity, he says that it's very good. And so when God makes people, they're the crown of creation, right? They're, they're, they're the very good thing. They're the culmination of all that's good in creation. They're, they're, um, they're kind of, they're the pinnacle, they're the climax of the of the creation story. And so people, humans are created good by God, the very good actually, right? Yes. And humans have what's called the Imago Dei, the image of God in them. Remember God said, he said, we'll make, we'll make them like us, yeah, like God, he'll make them like God. Um, and so we bear the image of God, whereas no other created being or thing does that. Um, so there is something inherently good about us that no matter what, like you can't get rid of. And that's, that's where we have like, you know, human equality, <laughs> like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter like how you talk, like it doesn't matter how you think or how you feel. You still are made in the image of God and hold that in a very real way. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that 
well, you said you brought up free will earlier, right? Yeah. That with free will being part of humanity um, and then humanity choosing its own existence apart from God in, in many ways, starting with Adam and Eve, um, choosing to live their, their life um, outside of God's goodness, uh, you know, in some ways like taking the fruit and living their own life. Like you start to see things that aren't good show up. Right. Yeah. And so when we step out of um, God's good plan, bad things show up. So there are bad things in the world um, and not just humanity's actions, but um, humanity was then, you know, received the curse of sin along with all creation. Things aren't the way that they should be. Um, and so there are things that God uh, did not intend, um, did not create, um, but left room for their existence so that um, free will would be possible. Um, so, you know, when you think about, you can even just think about things like natural disasters, sickness, um, you know, the desire to do evil things. I mean, we've all even, we've all had those like negative thoughts or those bad thoughts or those thoughts like, what the heck was I just thinking? Like, <laughs> why was that in my mind? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like those are part of us, but that's not the part of us that God wants there. So there's this, God made me good, but then there's parts of us that aren't exactly good. Yeah. The doctrine, the, the theological or biblical doctrine is called total depravity. So depravity meaning brokenness, right? Okay. Depraved. It's not, not as, not what it should be. Um, and in totality, so like total depravity means that it's through everything. Like everything that we are has a brokenness to it. Okay. Which leads us to needing a savior. <gasps> this is where Jesus comes in. That's where wow. Jesus comes in. <laughs> There's the part of the story. <laughs> but we totally need Jesus, right? Yeah. It's not just a, oh, like, you know, just my heart needs Jesus or just my physical body needs Jesus or just my lack of, just hair. my lack of hair needs salvation. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's something. And we, I think we all see it and feel it in one way or another that there's, there's something that needs redeeming throughout like our entire life, like in all different parts. Um, man. And I feel like our culture doesn't want us to believe that. What do you think? Um, is that fair to say or not really? That our culture doesn't, doesn't want us to believe or say that there's things in our entire life that's, that are wrong. That there's things throughout our lives that are, that's wrong. Um, I mean, it is, I mean, people we're in our house, we're doing like uh, a mini Bible study on James and like cool. the, the first thing about it, it was like people like Paul and uh, the apostles cause Jesus and love or no, they love John and yeah. Cause 
love and Jesus. And it's like, those are very positive things. Yeah. And it was like, people don't like James because he's blunt. He tells it how, how it is. Yeah, he does. And I think that can go with like society or whatever. People like, they like the happy stuff. That's yeah. why every like major like pop radio hit is just, I'm happy. Because st- I'm happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Couldn't escape that song. But yeah, it's like happy is it's i don't want to say it's easy but like it can be and it's like it's it's hard to to let your ego say or whatever or your pride or whatever yeah because you have to you have to that has to take a hit if you're gonna say right. like yeah i'm broken the first episode i'm the not perfect episode of our <laughs> of our podcast yeah yeah you have to like because like i mean it's also one thing to say it and one thing to actually like right. mean it. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah. it's, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word marketable because it's not like marketing anything, but it's just easier to promote a, everyone happy, everyone's perfect the way they are, everyone, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, Feels better. Yeah, because then, I mean, you can also, like, talk about, like, how, oh, yeah, if I can just pretend that I'm perfect right. or pretend that I'm happy, yeah. then I won't actually have to think about the problems in my life. And it's like, but, like, is that a, but you're not actually, like, always happy or you're not actually right. always perfect. Yeah. Or you're not ever perfect. But, like, it's just kind of a cover. I don't know. If that's yeah. the right word. But, yeah. yeah. Well, the... Like social media has turned to into that in lots of ways as a way to curate your perso- your perception of being perfect and happy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess some people can can do a good job at being real on social media. Yeah. Where they show their flaws or they show their like unperfectness, imperfectness, unperfectness non-perfect imperfections they're imperfections there you go Matt this is why I have you on here with me because you're so much smarter than me (laughs) of course because I went to an actual high school yes exactly not so teaching myself of course (laughs) um okay so we have to deal we have to we we can number one in dealing with a complex and complex answer of like, did God make me this way? One, yes, he made you this way with the image of God. You bear his image and you are very good. Yes. <laughs> Two, um, no, he did not make you this way because there's sin in this world. He left room for free will and sin needs to be corrected. Right. Jesus time. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus comes to correct sin, to bring evil to justice, to right the wrongs. Um, and ultimately transform us into the people we were meant to be, that we were intended to be when we were created. Um, and that's the whole biblical doctrine of sanctification and transformation that um, we are becoming, we're in the process of becoming more and more like Christ um, by sharing in his death and resurrection and the new life that he brings us. And so, um, so it's yes and no. God did make you this way and no, he did not make you this way. But the third thing is, right? And this is again where where the gospel, the good news comes in, Jesus comes in, is that despite the brokenness, despite the things that are wrong, not right, despite those things that, that um, 
are to be changed to become more like Christ. Um, God is able to work through those and use those. Um, Romans 8, 28 says that God works all things for good for those who are called according to love him, for those who are um, called according to his purpose. Um, and so, you know, even if you are bald, <laughs> even if you are addicted to meth, like even if you are just a pathological liar, like God can use those things for his purposes. He can turn them out for good if you mentioned the word humble ourselves, like take a hit to our pride, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and allow God to use that and allow God to transform that. Um, yeah, it's the, you got to, I mean, well, it was just like, well, literally like last week, Wednesday, I was like, God forgives. God is a loving God. But you have to, you have to be, you can't just expect forgiveness and not like, not be willing to accept it. Is that? To change? Yeah. To you, repent? Yeah. To say I need forgiveness? Yeah. You need to. <laughs> you need to, to want that forgiveness. Yeah. You can't just like keep. You can't just keep doing meth and say, oh, but God loves me, so I'm good, right? Right. You, have to, you wouldn't be forgiven if you don't, if you think that you don't need forgiveness. Yeah. Right? Like, because, yeah, if you're I saying, think that's like, the way. if, yeah, that that's a better way of saying it, of, oh, yeah, I don't. Because you, inevitably, you will mess up again. Yes. Like, we can't take that out of the picture. We can't say, because it's a process, we can't say like, you know, once I turned my life over to Jesus, I stopped all this stuff and I never sinned again. There was nothing ever wrong with me again. Or we can't say like, oh, you're doing these things. You must not love Jesus or Jesus must not love you. Right. Yeah. Or like, we can't say that. That's not, that's, that's not real. It's not yeah. right. That's not authentic. That's not, that's a simp that's going back to the simpleness, right? That's yeah. a simple statement. No, yeah. <laughs> we don't do the simple statements, right? Um, yeah, it's way more complex. It's it's having a conversation, right? And saying like, no, it's, you know, I believe that the more you fall in love with Christ, the more you see his love and care for you, the more he changes you. I don't know the process in which he's going to change the person. I don't know the steps. I don't know the yeah. speed. I don't know like which one comes first. Like, hey, I have enough crap in my life, right? Like Jesus isn't like fixing, maybe he's working on all of it in like one way or another, yeah. a little bit at a time. But like, I don't know what the priority is at the moment. Or maybe I yeah. do know what their priority is at the moment. And maybe it's this one thing that I'm working on that nobody knows about. But everyone knows that, you know, that I'm, you know, this or that. And maybe we're not working on that yet. The way that I see Jesus address this is he tells people how it is, right? Like you mentioned that in James, like James says how, how it is. But I think people gloss over how Jesus says how it is. Like he goes to the Pharisees and he calls them, you know, all these different names, like you brood of vipers and <laughs> you whitewashed tombs. Like you yeah. should, you should know better. Um, yeah, that he, gets overlooked. He call he calls them out on it um, because they're not the way they're supposed to be, and yeah. he knows that things should be different, and he wants them to be different, 
and it all comes from a place of care and love. Even though they still have the image of God in them, he wants them to be better, um, especially if they're saying they represent him, right? Yeah. And then when it comes to people who are, you know, the quote unquote sinners and tax collectors and, and all the people, the societal like outcasts, the outsiders, like um, those people he goes to and instead of, they already know that they're broken and messed up, right? Yeah. He doesn't need to shove that in their face because they know it, Yeah, right? Everyone else is telling them that, they know it. What is, instead, what he does is that he goes to them and says, hey, you have the image of God in you. You're valued, you're worth something. And then lots of times he goes and he goes back to that and he says, you know what? You were forgiven, you're loved, but stop sinning. Yeah. <laughs> go, go and sin no more. Um, so in the same way, he's still calling both people to, to truly be the image of God that they were created to be, um, but find transformation to fully become that because there's parts of their lives that need transformation. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Nice. (laughs) If we were to do this as a community, Uh, if we were to understand this a little bit better, that God created us with his image, but we're a work in progress to truly be what that is. I feel like personally, like we would be, if we realized everyone was like that, we would need to be super honest and open about it. Right. Yeah. Um, But we could like, we could make the space for like even more honesty and openness and, and working through those things and figuring out those things together mm-hmm. rather than being isolated and figuring those things out Yeah, or turning to the culture to tell me what is right or what is wrong. We could do that within a Christian community. If, <laughs> if we felt like we, if we understood this, if we truly took this to heart to say that every person is the image of God and we accept them and we all accept and come to the realization that we are all works in progress. Yup. Is that possible? I hope so. Is that something that's like needed? I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely needed, but like, I don't know how possible it is. Is it something that's like desired, do you think, by like is that is this a is this a valuable topic when it comes to like the youth of today? <laughs> you know, young people, teenagers, like people you go to high school with, like is this a does this hit like a what's the what's the word? Does it hit uh does it resonate? <laughs> Does it resonate with high schoolers today? I think so. Because I know, I mean, the question that's always, that I'm always shoving down my throat, that's all teachers have, are always shoving down my throat is like, get your life figured out. And it's like, I don't know. What, and like, that, that's a question that like, I feel like I need answers to, like, like right now. Like, okay. I, and it's like a better understanding of like who God made me like that stuff that would kind of help maybe not necessarily answer those questions, but it would help me like when I I'm going out to like try to figure that stuff out. Um, 
So the question, like, what am I going to do? That's about purpose. That's about, but it, I think it also has, cause like. It's, it's rooted in your, in your identity. Yeah. Right. What you do comes out of who you are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I feel like that's, that's very valuable because. Um, do yeah. we, do, do you feel like high schoolers are asking the question, like what's true about me or what's good about me? Um, or maybe what are ways that that question is being I'd, asked? I'd say somewhat, I guess. I don't know how much other people like make a conscious effort to do that. Um, okay. So I don't know. So maybe it's not a conscience conscious effort to ask that question. What about, how do we sub, how do you see it subconsciously like lived out? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, Cause so like trying to f like fit in, I mean, like it, you're, I go ahead. I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. Like when you try to fit in somewhere, you're looking around you and you're saying, what are good qualities? What are acceptable qual qualities in the place that I'm at? Do I, do I have those qualities? Can I make my life to fit so that I can fit in? Like, do you, like, I feel like I see that. Okay. I. And so we're looking at the places, you know, of fitting in and that's molding like kind of subconsciously, like, am I good? Okay. Am I acceptable? But I think, I don't, I don't know. I might, I might just be like confused, but like, I don't know if people like think of that in terms of, am I acceptable by God's standards or am I acceptable by my right. peers standards? So like, right. Exactly. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if people are thinking of it in a, I mean, so what some people are, but like, what if the, the frustrating part is that, right. If you're looking to your peers standards, your peers standards are always different. Yeah. They're always changing. So to one group of friends, you might be good to another group of friends. You're, you're not. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, when I wear, when I wear all black, I'm good with this group of friends, but when I wear <laughs> like all like super colorful clothes, I don't know, I'm good with this group or, yeah. you know, when I talk negatively about people, like that means that I'm good with this group or when, you know, I'm super like, you know, Oh, everything's great. And I just love everyone. And everyone's so great. Like, then I'm accepted. I'm accepted by this other group of people. <laughs> and so we're kind of like, we try to figure out like who we are and, um, and if we're good or not based off of what other people say or think. Um, and that's constantly changing. And like, how, how the heck do you have like a grounded identity that's always changing? You how, can't. how do you figure out like what you're supposed to do and who you are and, and where you fit in if, if those things are always changing or they're different. But I think that maybe there's some stability when it comes to us looking at our identity in Christ. Yeah. Cause I mean, God doesn't, but it, he never changes. 
never falters. Is that the word? He never, yeah, he never changes. See, it's like, yeah, I mean, not to say you can't have friends because that's good, but that's it. But like, yeah, you, you don't want your identity, your ident when you have your identity in Christ, it's, um, I don't know about less stress, but like, yeah, more stabilities. So what Keller says in this article, he says, Christian's deepest identity is in Christ, who loves and accepts us counter-conditionally, despite all, all of our flaws. He says, the modern identity is highly performative. That means to have your identity, you have to continue to perform. Okay. Do certain things. You must realize, okay, here's where you were talking about, right? You must realize your inner dreams or <laughs> desires um, or constantly perform like you're suffering. <laughs> uh, this leads to fragility and a need for constant reaffirmation. You have to continually reaffirm yourself by your dream. Like you have to have this all figured out. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when it comes to your identity in Christ, that doesn't waver, like you said, right? Like yeah. it, we know that he loves and accepts us despite our flaws. And so we can find our identity. Yeah. I think, I think having that, that consistency of identity is, is maybe one of the, those important parts of it. Um, maybe that's what, what brings us to like, the compellingness of the topic like who are we did god make me this way this is <laughs> like a thank you for being with us uh this has been kind of a weird episode um very free <laughs> uh and yeah uh josh you have anything else <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this because we want to give people an inside look on just the process of uh, figuring out like what to say on a Wednesday night um, and how we get there. Um, and hopefully this will make for a, um, a, a better, more targeted message each Wednesday and better small group times. Um, and hopefully gives you even just more talking points to consider because all this can't fit into a short uh, teaching on Wednesday nights, but maybe it can be food for thought um, at a later time or with other people. So super appreciative of you guys listening in this week and uh, give us your feedback. It'd be great to hear what you thought of this, if this is helpful. Um, if it's not, uh, <laughs> I think Matt and I are pretty good with criticism. So yes, bring it on. <laughs> uh, that's the way we grow. And like James, tell it how it is. Yeah, that's it. Tell, tell us how it is. Um, but yeah, uh, I think this is fun for me and this has been the best part of all the podcasts personally is just talking through things and figuring out together. So thanks so much, Matt, for of course. being here. It's been fun. Um, so yeah, we hope that you guys can enjoy this and that this will help you discover more uh, how uh, your faith and how Christ uh, interacts with your daily life. So uh, besides that, we will be back here, God willing, next week. And yes. He'll more, hear more from us then. Hope you guys have a great week. <laughs>